does sometimes. <clears throat> yeah. I um, too. I was like, I'm not married, but I too date myself. <laughs> it's good too. <laughs> it's, well, it's mostly because I can't stand company. Yeah, and like men in general, they're not batting a great average. No, I mean no. some of them, a lot of them, most of them, except for one person we know in particular. Speak inside the movie theater while you're watching the movie. So yeah, you know, roll that way. That's not that's not a sexy a sexy trait in a partner. <clears throat> Read the room. Yes. Read um, the room. My favorite. Oh, you were gonna say? No, you go ahead. My favorite is when uh, they passively watch television with you when you clearly put on something that needs to be watched with both your eyeballs. Oh, that is a conversation to be had. Yes, because it's different levels of investment in the show. Somebody's on their phone. You know, it's just not. Mm-mm. No, I can't do it. It kind of drives me insane. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you surprised? First of all, did you did you watch Black Widow? <clears throat> sure did. I did too, and I liked it better than I thought I would because I was like, oh, a spy movie like freaking Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh my god, uh, it was good though. Uh huh. Um, I'm. I was super, like, I wasn't, I watched it again, like, almost immediately after, because I went downstairs, I watched it, went upstairs, reviewed it with Josh, Mara, and Mike at, like, 10 a.m., and then went downstairs. My twin sister was already down there watching on my Disney Prime. She's like, hey, someone bought Black Widow? I'm like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) That That is correct, I did. So I watched it again with her, and I, um... The things that were discussed in our review, I watched four and got more excited about. Like, really excited about Florence Pugh, uh, OT, yeah. Benley. Jesus. I, to- we, I totally forgot to mention him in our review. But, like, the little um, the little M that Scarlett Johansson keeps in the woods, like, yeah, or in that trailer, like, who is he? Why is he so hot? Why are you not in the Marvel Universe more? What's going is, on here? Is he a love slave? Like, what is he? Right? They share, like, a knowing glance. Or, I mean, he's sleeping. She crashes the I, bed. Yeah. I thought I thought there was tension there. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, also, Drag Race. Were you... I was... So excited about that lip sync. <laughs> that what, was so good. Well, did you watch it? Yeah. It no, wasn't, just it wasn't Bianca. No, no, it wasn't. Okay. <laughs> I was like, wait, I'm like, mm. um Mailer. Who I despised, but that's that's another point. Um, but the lip sync I loved. <laughs> that was good. I was at the moment uh I mean, well, let's dial all the way back. But the moment the challenge started and they chose the categories uh, for which they would do the pink table, I was like, oh, this is the episode. I looked at my sister and I was like, I think this is the episode. Uh, oh, my God. Why Why can't I remember her name? I love her. Uh, no, no, no. The queen that went home. Oh, Scarlet. Scarlet. I was like, oh, my God. I think this is the episode where Scarlet goes home. She's like, shut up. Scarlet won't go home. She's always going to be safe. 
Yeah, I was very sad that Scarlett went home, to be honest. I, <laughs> I, I think both times now, both in Scarlett's season and season 11 and now in All-Stars, she's been robbed, I think, twice. Like, she is a talented queen. She can put a look together like no one else. She is funny. She is entertaining. Um, but yeah, I do think she didn't land the mark on this episode, but I also kind of think Jan should have gone home instead. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Jan should have went home Ted last night. Um, or last week. Well, she won last week, though. Jan won last week. Which, Which is by weird. the way, that lip sync she did was not it. She blew that lip sync. It was terrible. It was not good. <laughs> also, I really was not feeling the Jantasy when she did Gaga. I was not gagged. I, I, I was just like, oh, that's okay. I thought it was good, but I thought Trinity K. Bonet was better. Right? Yeah. I she thought breaks, she killed it as Beyonce. Breaks the Beyonce curse. Yeah. Comes out in a stunning, I mean, so, like, I mean, she's an older queen. Um, not an older queen, but like the makeup is a little rougher. But the makeup was fantastic on the yeah. runway. The runway outfit, I thought, was better. Uh, I think I would have given the edge to Jan's outfit. It was like a saloon, madam. I did like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Wait a second. That was the frills category. I didn't okay. think Trinity's frills runway was as good. But I still I still think Trinity killed it in that challenge as Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I feel like... Oh, it, it's a it was a, a hard decision. Yeah, and I would have given it to Trinity. Uh, but then we wouldn't have had that terrible lip sync with Jan. Yeah, that was rough. I don't know what the hell that was. Yeah, it I, was good uh, to see though because <laughs> their ass got kicked. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I without spoiling too much now. Um, yeah, I the lip sync last night was really fun though. <laughs> mm. Mm. Um. The moment it started to happen, Mayhem Miller comes out. I was like, you know what? Was I've that like seen... a, a velvet Ursula inspired like headpiece? It looked like octopus tentacles. I feel like it was. Yeah, that's what I gather, but I could be wrong. Sorry. Oh, no, no, it's okay. Everyone loves a Disney, uh, a Disney queen. Yeah. Um, but like, were they wearing this, like the signature contacts? I can't remember. I don't think that that was happening, but not the God. signature ones, but there was something going on with the eyes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause I was like, Oh, if they do a full whiteout again, I'm going to freak. <laughs> I don't know what it is about contacts. that just cost you me to me. Yeah. I, I can't get into them either for drag. Yeah. Um, when it started, I was like, Oh, Ginger's going to win $30,000. They're going to get a $30,000 tip. I just feel it. Like, Ginger, I've seen perform in real life. I was like, oh, this is good. Where? Uh, here in Windsor. She performed uh, in Windsor? There was like a little show. I don't think, yeah. Ginger Minge. Well, there was Ash a <laughs> Yeah, here. Uh, there's, somebody had popped up and started doing all kinds of, um, all kinds of uh, drag shows, and Ginger was a top bill for one of them. Um, Silky was a top bill for one of them. I would have went, but I had just, like, no time. Because they were, like, doing drag shows, like, every other week. In Windsor. Mm -hmm. uh, I did go to see Kim Chi, though. Oh, my uh, God. I, I Look, heard Kim Chi didn't perform very long, though. 
Because she's not a performer. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Kim Chi's more of a look queen. Yeah. So they had a lot of openers. So my friend Joe, who is Juicebox, oh, Juicebox uh, opened. Um, I believe they had like a drag king, which was really awesome. And they had like two other queens to support uh, Juicebox. But I can't, I can't really remember because I really was just there for kimchi. Yeah. Yeah, they had like a meet and it was the first time I did like the full package where you do like a meet and greet and like one kimchi is like six feet. She's like six feet on me. Wow. Smells delicious. Like a cupcake. <laughs> oh, like, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But yeah. Best queen, in my opinion. Anyway. Best queen. <laughs> um, So Loki season finale. <laughs> I guess that's why we're here today. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm still gasping from air for air. I my my oxygen levels are at an all time low. <laughs> for other reasons, yeah, for television reasons. Yeah. Um, I don't even know where to start. I guess we could recap the show. We yeah. leave off. Yeah, we leave off. Uh, Sylvie has pruned herself to get. Wait, no, that already happened. They no, they're walking towards. The kingdom they've gotten past um Eliath. is that how you pronounce that Eliath, the, mon- yeah. the monster yeah. yeah they've gotten past him and loki and sylvia are now walking towards the palace and we finally get to see who is inside but before we get there there's all kinds of amazing easter eggs like this show it, including the cinematography um, like I, I'll admit, I watch a lot of videos to because I don't want to miss. I I want to make sure that I am um, I'm not missing anything. And someone breaks down the cinematography and how the lighting uh, is inspired by time, and then um, <clears throat> uh, the the different details in the architecture, the different details in the ch- subtle changes of costume. It's like crazy the amount of research people are doing on the internet. So we're here to talk about that. Um, so her, Sylvie and Loki walk in to, what do they call the castle? I don't even know what to call it. Oh, there was a name for it. Um, Time Palace? I don't know. Crappiola. No, it was like something at the, oh, it's going to bother me. They did, Miss uh, Miss Minutes did say it. Mm-hmm. Like the stronghold at the end of time or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways. It's true. Okay, so we won't say it again. We won't utter it, but... It is a tangent-ish. Um, it's it's pieced together by like I, like I'm an art history major and I study Japanese pottery. Uh, it, it's like kintsugi, kintsugi, like that gold where they take broken pottery and they they yes. they mend it with gold. Um, and it the entire place is made of that. Um, it looks amazing. Uh, the symbolism is, <laughs> and yeah. they they see Miss Minutes and she welcomes them to the place. And then, like, very 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 fast forward to he who remains stepping off of an elevator and presenting himself to our two main characters. Um, he tells them that he is only a variant of himself 
Yeah. And he goes by many names. And this is the part where it was like, Jesus, mother. Like, uh, the jerk, the conqueror, uh, he who remains. He never says Kang. I noticed. Yeah, we never have heard those four letters. No, because I feel like, I, I mean, really, that's that. before we go off into how our feelings, uh, I feel like like. That, that's it. Once we meet him and he tells so, uh, Sylvie and Loki the story of what is going on. <laughs> Has French not started yet? Oh. No. <laughs> They're both getting ready. I love it. <laughs> oh, it's, there's just a little tail back there. <laughs> well, so once they, uh, once they know what happens, it's he kind of puts it in their court. He says he is the one that is writing time. He has like a little Apple watch uh, to write time with. Um, and then something happens where he go, where he tells them, wait, there's a threshold. Uh, it can't be past it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm no longer writing time. He can't predict the future because he's not writing it um and he really i don't i don't know if that's a lie or not because he seems to be egging on sylvie to kill him or to you know i mean to pick one of two outcomes yeah both of which i feel like he knows the answer to like uh after what whatever happens i feel like whether he dies or whether he doesn't die, whatever Sylvie chooses to do will produce Kang the Conqueror, whatever variant that is. And I feel like that's why he didn't ever say Kang because Kang doesn't exist yet. Well, yeah, that's so I think, yeah, exactly. The he who remains that we encountered is a variant. Um, I, I, I'm see, I, I was kind of convinced he didn't know, but now that you say that the way you described it, I think he must've known actually what would have happened if he was killed, that it was going to start basically, it's going to undo this sacred timeline and just create an infinite amount of realities. Um, so maybe, maybe you are right. Maybe it was intentional. Um, and by being intentional, that means you're creating infinite he who remains. And one of them. I'm assuming will be Kang who, which I guess I think to like take a step back for a second um, for those listeners who are, who are listening, maybe from Belgium, maybe from Australia, maybe from Fort Wayne, Indiana. Hi guys. Hi. Um, Kang. So first of all, Kang is a, Kang's been around in Marvel history for a minute. He's been here. uh, He's been around since 1963. Uh, Fantastic Four number 19 was his first debut um, as King Ramatut, <laughs> LOL. Um, but he's got he's got quite a pervasive back history. Like he, even before you realize what a threat he is, like he's, he's you know, popped up as many different incarnations. So Kang is, you almost have to subscribe to the idea that Kang itself, Kang is a idea. He really is because he, it's this he who remains that is pervasive across infinite timelines. He's almost like a virus for existence. I think that's the best way to describe him because he 
is constantly showing up. And if you look in Fantastic Four history, I know a little bit more about Fantastic Four than I do Thor. Thank you. Um, mm -hmm. He shows up as many different incarnations and those incarnations even get together, you know, and have their own council of Kangs. Like he's all, and like, you know, when you, when you kill one, two more pop up, like he is a virus for existence itself, I feel like. And so sure Jonathan Majors is going to be the the face right of Kang going forward mm -hmm. but really we have to subscribe conceptually to the idea that Kang like I assume he will die many times throughout the MCU but it won't matter he'll just mm -hmm. be keep, keep popping up everywhere he's he's an infection you know Mm hmm. I love that. I had I hadn't heard that theory and I'm not familiar with the Fantastic Four I only uh briefly read the early 2000s-ish Jonathan Hickman stuff. <clears throat> I, and I I love it. I totally agree with you. Uh, because he's signed up to play... Uh, or sorry, Jonathan Majors is billed as Kang the Conqueror in the new Ant-Man movie. Yes. So that fits perfectly with the... the I'm not even going to... I'm going to call it a theory for now yeah. with a theory that he, Jonathan majors is going to be playing or uh, Kang uh, or versions of Kang and variants of throughout uh, the MCU. I don't know the scope though, of how big of a bad this guy is going to be. I mean, I think he's Thanos. <clears throat> Just yeah. From what's, I mean, but not so much. I mean, yeah, I kind of maybe could see that from the um, the per perspective of what's going on in Loki. But just from the talk outside of the films, like production talk, it sounds like he's the next Thanos. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I Not that I don't want him to be. I think that would be a very fun villain. I I just worry <clears throat> with where they are in the MCU right now that they... I, I'm surprised that it's not Victor Von Doom being set up or, you know, something like that or Galactus. I think that would have been like, how are you going to do those after you do Kang? You know, because Kang's like even bigger a threat, you know? So I'm kind of like, oh man, what's what's going on there? So mm -hmm. I don't know. <clears throat> I mean, Galactus eats worlds. He Maybe. Eats, yeah. But he doesn't but I, control time. Yeah. He doesn't control time. And also like, uh, do we know that like okay what i'm trying to say this is like this is a difficult concept to get across but like kang's causing multiple timelines to branch which completely opens the door for the mcu for better or for worse like i think we're this is finally their excuse you know this is setting up spider-man uh no way home for sure for <laughs> sure for sure this is setting up doctor strange in the multiverse of madness this is probably setting up Loki season two, but it also gives opportunities to bring in Fantastic Four or X-Men. Like this is this is their opportunity to do that without having to make any hardcore explanations. But when you do that, you also at the same time, like for worse, like you're you're basically Marvel Comics now where you can retcon any death you need or change anybody's appearance by casting a new actor. There's going to be a lot of creative license being taken, I think, with with some things going forward um mm -hmm. and i i mean who can blame them i guess like people age in real life you can't keep writing them the same forever um so yeah like that's for the worst part what i'm trying to say though is like i just kind of and again i have no idea what's coming so like this this could all be just like complaining for nothing but um it would have made more sense 
to do a villain like Victor Von Doom or Galactus where they're an absolute threat in their timeline. But when you're branching out into multiple timelines, all of a sudden, are we to assume there's multiple Von Dooms and multiple Galacti? You know, like what's <laughs> so it's like, uh, how do we like it's going to be I, I'm sure they've mapped it out. It's Marvel. But I'm just from a fan's perspective, it's kind of like it's really like making my brain have a workout. I'm like, oh, how are they going to do this? You know, without sacri- without sacrificing the integrity of so many major villains like Von Doom, Galactus, if they do Dark Phoenix, which, you know, they got it wrong twice already. So God knows if it's going to happen a third time. But I'm just saying <laughs> stuff like that. I'm like, I uh, Kang's great, but he's just, he's everything. You know, he's like the threat. So I don't know what's going to happen. Right. Oh, I feel like they, knowing that, and knowing what little I already know, I feel like they're <laughs> blowing their Marvel load a little too fast. Yeah, that's thank you. You summed it up yeah. perfectly. They're blowing their load a little too fast. Right. And uh, something I said when we reviewed Black Widow was that this is the film. This is the film we needed 15 years ago. 15. So when I, in my uh, in my experience when iron man came out i fully expected because they introduced black widow as a character i fully expected there to be like a black widow movie which never happened Mm. um they really the point why i'm bringing this up is because at a time where they're now really connecting very intricate plot lines almost every single plot line is converging onto itself again in the cinematic universe yeah they give us a film like black widow that exists as part of the timeline but it it can exist without you can watch that that film has watchability outside of all of this stuff and this is the problem with what is happening right now is that and with the comics as well is that uh in order to have or understand one it's a huge event. They all tie together. You have to, you know, I mean, they, they, and they tie them together with like mid credit rolls and credit scenes. Like it, it's the same problem that I had with the very first phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is it started towards the end. Uh, it started to get uh, too convoluted. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's one that's not going to get easier. <laughs> no, and like my aged, addled brain is not going to be able to to keep up very soon. <laughs> yeah, it's like I think maybe in a way it's helpful that they're spreading a lot of this Marvel content across across two mediums now, which is film and television. So it's almost like reading different comic books where it's like, okay. <laughs> I'm reading these at the television. It's giving me this and this. And, oh, it's explaining that better to me. And oh, and now I'm watching the movie. And it's, you know, it's a little bit different in that sense. That's maybe the, the differential pacing will help the viewer own the material better. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, yeah, I agree with you. I'm like, oh, or maybe we're just old. We're just old bags. We're not <laughs> our spry Windsor selves that we used to be going to fog every weekend or the loop or. <laughs> yeah, our knees click now. They click. Yeah, I mean, they our heels used to click. And now, I would say, it's not even the knees, it's the joints. It's, you know, I had a dance party the for the Pokemon, uh, the 25th anniversary Pokemon, was it? Um, 
Yeah, Joshua Morvell told me that Post Malone was doing a, a digital concert. And I was like, wait a second. So I tuned in and I danced to the whole thing. And I haven't danced for a straight 45 minutes since our our heydays. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, I had to take three days to recover. <laughs> <laughs> okay, God. that's interesting, though. Um, that is actually interesting because I now play volleyball on Thursday nights. And I was our first game on Thursday. There was a total of four injuries across three, like three games, like an hour long, like three different matches of volleyball. And within an hour, there was four injuries. People are not used to moving around because of COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah. Well, one of them, like a girl's face got obliterated by the ball, like just absolutely obliterated by the ball that that's that's different but there was three injuries related to like movement like pulling a back or pulling a hamstring <laughs> or something yeah oh my goodness oh what are we 25 minutes in welcome to the full volume podcast this is your Hi. host Gia jolie i am harvey brent sorry we just we get into it mm-hmm. okay so volleyball injuries is her face okay i mean I genuinely did not even laugh when it happened. Like it was, it was like a <gasps> moment. Like it was bad. Um, she, she was bleeding, and then I don't know. She pro- she could have had a concussion. I don't know, but um, you know, it was a lot. It wasn't. They weren't on our team. They were on the other team. But still, oh, shit. Okay. Hashtag yeah. thoughts and prayers. Hashtag thoughts and prayers. But also hashtag the rest of the injuries. Like you said, just strain. Like people didn't move as much as they used to. <laughs> <laughs> and it was beach volleyball, wasn't it? It wasn't it like was. full court. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, ugh. even the thought of playing beach volleyball, like, I love volleyball. The thought of playing beach volleyball right now, it, I feel like I, I can feel my body sinking into the sand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I Let alone drinking while you're doing it. Can't do it. Not going to do it. I was actually dead sober. It was weird. I had a test the next day for work, so I had to like, you know, study and stuff. But yeah, I and I don't, I don't think that the alcohol would have helped. <laughs> well, no. At least you're out there having fun in the sun. Mm-hmm. I see that it's sunny there. It is rainy here. Not looking forward to the drive into work today. Mm, unfortunate. That's okay though. Okay, so Easter eggs. I mean, we're not going to knock them all off. But let's talk about at least two of our favorites. Oh, I talked eggs. about Japanese pottery. Um, ooh. Okay. I mean, I have to give a shout out to the incredible researchers over at the new Rockstars channel on YouTube. Holy shit. Yeah. They went through, you know how when the episode starts and <clears> you can <throat> hear the audio from different I had a feeling there was going to be an Easter egg in there. So I was like, hopefully Jolie looked it up because I yeah. felt like, they're okay, give me it. They went through every single sound clip and found the source for every single sound clip. So mm-hmm. Girl. I'll send you the link for the, I'll send you the link. But uh, as you suspect, uh, they start off with the sound clips of each of like the little Marvel characters that you see inside uh, the logo. Yes, that uh, was clever. Yeah, as they say things pertaining to time, uh, while 
I mean, I don't think this was planned from the beginning, but it was very convenient to have all these characters say these kinds of things. And they also inserted um, sound clips from Nelson Mandela, Greta Thunberg, Malala, um, other visionaries throughout history who talked about, um, who talked about, like, you know, there were like pop, like the the pop culture soundbite types, but also when they when these people spoke about time, what they theorized would happen to our to our existence, um, and then also the sound of Loki as a baby in the clip where uh, Odin is holding him for the first time uh, when he goes to get him from the frost giants. Wow. So. They include much of Loki's life, in, including what he says to Thanos before Thanos chokes the life out of him. Um, so somebody in the less than 30 seconds that this little clip exists in, somebody did all of that. One, somebody at New Rockstars researched all of it, but somebody put it together. Like, that's crazy. Someone was paid to put all of that together because you see, you see it zoom out of the Marvel Logo into what looks like a uh, a a galaxy or a universe. Well, I guess, yeah, a galaxy. And it pulls out, and you see two sort of paired galaxies floating together, and then yes. it zooms into the next one. And that, my friends, is I think the the galaxy that we are in, or the universe that we're in. Um, it's, it's suggesting that maybe we have been experiencing the events of one timeline and now we're going to be experiencing the events of an alternate timeline. That's possible. Could you imagine? That would be the gag of the century if everything we saw this episode was a completely different timeline. Yeah. <clears throat> Although I, mean, I was going to say by the end of it, we actually discovered that Loki is now in a different timeline. We do discover by the end of it, which is yeah. also a gag. <laughs> That's where my brain was like, I can't comprehend anymore. It's yeah, I, I know it's capable of comprehending, but it has rebelled and shut itself down. I feel like the movies going forward need to have like little like digitally inserted tags like pointing to the character and like telling me which timeline they're from from now on, just like, to like keep it all straight in my head. <laughs> like a pop-up video. Yeah, like a little like boop, Earth 616, you know, like for the audience, because it's like literally going to be too fucking much. <laughs> Instead of having the Snyder cut, they'll have the multiversal cut. Oh, my God. <laughs> that would actually be super helpful. Kevin yeah. Feige, listen up. Give Anyone me just else? Yeah. a little infographic of like where they are in each timeline. Give me like the branch going from this timeline to that. Somebody's going to make it. That's going to be a thing for sure. Yeah. And it's going to be a poster that I buy and hang on my wall. <laughs> <laughs> Same. What about you? Uh, I don't call it Easter egg. I guess, like, I, I, I liked Miss Minutes. She kind of, like, explicitly really acknowledged the 2012 Avengers film and Loki dying by Thanos' hand. Um, she, like, really, like, explicitly acknowledged, acknowledged it. And it's not so much an Easter egg because it was explicit. Easter eggs are supposed to be covert by nature. Um, but I, I loved that just soft, but strong connective tissue to the MCU there. That was like, I mean, it happens, like it's happened a couple times throughout the series, but this one was the most explicit where it's like saying, Hey, 
we could make you better than Thanos. You know, we could give you that Infinity Gauntlet, no problem. It's just, again, taking Marvel Phase 1 through 3, the Infinity Gauntlet phase, Infinity Stone phase, Infinity Saga, what is it called? Um, Infi- I would call it the Infinity Saga. The Infinity Saga. Taking that whole Infinity Saga and just kind of dwarfing it in size to make this new saga look bigger. You know, it just it put everything in perspective again, which I think is awesome. Mm, yeah, I like that too. Oh, so um, Marvel is giving us another breather between properties. We're going to do What If uh, starting in August. I think it's August 11th is when that's dropping. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be returning to everyone's favorite, Lists. <laughs> lists, yeah. I don't Hashtag know who lists. we're. Yeah, I don't know who we're gonna do next. I I think we should stick. It's a great formula. I think we should stick to Marvel or Marvel adjacent actors and discuss our favorite properties that they exist in. Yeah. Might I suggest slash demand or confirm that we are will will join us next week when we go over our top 10 Evan Peters? I mean, there really is no other choice that makes sense considering we spent the first 15 episodes of this podcast actually harassing the man. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, would, why not have a 16th? Be, hold on. But in the context of Evan Peters, should we A, rank his movies, B, rank his performance as an American horror story because he's in so many seasons, like, where are we going here with this? This We could do a lot with Evan Peters. We could do a lot with Evan Peters. So much. And also, he's he just, already he just got, doing the most. <laughs> he's doing the mostest. He just got nominated for an Emmy. <gasps> Yay! Was it for um, Mayor of Easttown? Yes, oh, I am. Oh, he's so good in that. Okay, do you was. know what? Maybe, oh, maybe we do a double header. Or we can I, do, we can stagger Evan Peters part one. Evan Peters Evan part Peters two. Part he's not as well known for the movies though. So I, I'm going to have to look into that. That's going to be a tricky one, but we'll try. We'll see what okay. happens. Okay, cool. So, I mean, there's not that many weeks. Maybe we just do a full Evan Peters, like deep dive for the an next Evan, four weeks. An Evan Peters saga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do we stalk you saga? <laughs> we stalk you saga. We, yeah. We can't do one whole episode. Honestly, we have, when you said that, I was like, but, AHS is one whole episode. Yeah. Because, like, he plays, he literally between, he's in eight seasons of American Horror Story, but he plays 11 or 12 characters across those eight seasons. There's a lot. Mm. Ah. Okay. Get ready. Buckle in, bitches, because if you don't like Evan Peters, I don't know who you are. I don't know what world you exist in. Mm. Um, But we're going to be here. We're going to be talking about him. So join us next week for another uh another fun-filled episode while we wait for marvel's what if to drop yeah which i'm sort of excited for um Mm. i wasn't at first but there's a lot of weirdness that they're announcing so well also the end of loki has set it up perfectly now so now i'm like oh this might be a nice like crash course of how this you know multiverse is gonna work so i'm into it Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if you have any theories, if you have any favorite Evan Peters things that you want us to talk about, that you want to talk about with us, 
send us great mail at fullvolumepod at gmail.com or you can catch us on the comic book syndicate um, at www.comicbooksyndicate.com our online home for everything that we do all of our podcasts all our creator interviews etc etc I have been only one of your hosts G.I. Joe Lee I have also been only one but the lesser of the two I'm Harvey Brent never never Uh, until next time keep it loud keep it at full volume